You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at askthemartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit thesoultiesdetox.com today. Now, let's get into today's episode. This is our way, our podcast, our way of reaching out to you outside of business hours, outside of office hours. We get questions in our inbox. We have a couple hundred of them in there right now um, that we get and we don't always have the opportunity to answer all of them. So this is our way when we do our live broadcasts and our podcasts um, to reach out and connect with you and answer your questions. We always say if one person or two people have the same question, it's likely that a couple hundred people have the same question. So welcome in. Come on in. Don't forget to share And let's go ahead and jump into today's question and our letter, which is very short, so I don't have to read. (laughs) It is right there. It's very short, so I don't have to read because you already put it in the title, (laughs) which is breaking. How do you break soul ties when children are involved? Right. Very simple. Okay. So here's the thing. We know that we know that it's a simple letter and we get that this is probably one of the most repetitive and it's okay questions that we get often the reason why is because we have people who are struggling in this area now we have answered the question uh live and we've answered the question in blogs dealing with um parenting with a narcissist correct and things of that nature but what i'm finding is is as we answer these questions and we connect with these people and we really give them the guidelines as to what to do there's a little bit more involved there's a little bit different of a dynamic there's something more that's there and that's what we want to address so when someone says how do i break a soul tie with my with, with uh the the um father or mother of my child uh we give them the answer and it's not really the answer that they want to hear right okay and so and here's the reason why because soul ties by themselves have a particular um dynamic 
uh, it, their intimate relationships and intimate connections. When you add a child to that intimate relationship and intimate connection, you change the dynamic. You change the needs of that dynamic. You change the needs of the soul tie. You change the investment. You change the hopes. You change the dreams. You changed everything that this relationship was supposed to be or should have been. Exactly. So a lot of that has changed. And because all of that has changed, the person who really wants to break the soul tie has changed. Mm. And they may not have they may not know it or may be unaware of their change. And so what we do is we have to uh, put in front of them the honesty or put in front of them the mirror of where they're at right now and what they're really asking for us because that's that's our job is to hear the question and then hear what you're really asking okay mm -hmm. and so generally there are usually three general areas where people come to us with the with uh, where people actually have problems when they're asking us about this right okay three general areas I'm going to give you these three general areas I would ask you to someone to type these out for other people who may have missed or just jump in a little bit later um, I'm going to have you uh, I'm going to give them to you and then I'm going to define them for you okay yes the first general area is I need for them mm -hmm. dot 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 I need for them dot 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 write that down I know y'all have said that before I need for them I need for him I need for her to I need for them. What I need for you to do is. Exactly. That's kind of how exactly. we say it. That's the first Here's one. Here's what I need you to do. That's the first one. Babe, I got the cough dropping, so I'm sorry if I. Okay. I was trying to ignore that, y'all. In the spirit, I was really trying to ignore was the cough Was it really drop. there? It was there. I'm so sorry. Okay. Because you make everything so succulent. Like you just, everything tastes like you, I mean, sound like you're eating on a steak. <laughs> it's delicious. Okay. The second one is my children or child needs. My child or children needs. Write that down. My child or my children needs. That's number two. That's the general area number two. And then number three is they won't go away. They won't <laughs> go away now i'm sorry babe i'm gonna take that out and i'll put that right there if i start coughing and choking it's all my fault and i'll take the blame just Jesus. hit me with the heimlich okay. all right <laughs> so we got those three areas and i want to make sure that you that that we get them i know there's a slight delay and you guys are typing them out i'm going to go into the first one yes and i need you to back me up because i know you have an incredible insight right things to say right so I need for them what that entails is a consistent, continued connection and obsession to make them change. Yes. It's a continued obsession to force them to be. Now, there are different desires. And, you know, I need you to do this for the kid. I need you to do this. Uh, for the children, I need you to be here. I need you to be there. They're legitimate. There, there are there are very many. There's many, 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 many legitimate reasons why why that begins, but in this case, that those reasons devolve into a specific forcing. Mm -hmm. They devolve into a place where you're wanting to you're wanting for them to act right. Right. As a parent and as a person, you have an idea of who they should be. And the problem is, is that you're trying to force them into that position and they're still saying no. You've been trying to force them into the position when you were with them. And now that you're not with them, you're still exerting that particular type force. 
That makes sense. It makes perfect sense. I think from, you know, as women, we get into relationships, and especially if we have a chat with somebody, the expectation is never going to be that we're going to be doing this on the other side of them by ourselves, right? And so while we're with them, while we have a family and doing all that, I think, like you said, we try to get them to act right, but also deep down inside of that, we're trying to get them to be who we imagine them to be even before we broke up. Absolutely. Even before things dissolved, even before we started fighting all the time, a lot of what we're wrapping our needs into is also blanketed into, again, everything that we hope for them to be. And now that they're not, we're still trying to have them be that. But then it's it's latent still of, of a, I don't want to say latent anger, but it's deep down inside of us that we want them to be for us and the child. Um, what we desire for them to be. And it hurts. Absolutely, absolutely. But what happens is, is that your focus and energy on changing them, on correcting them, consistently still at a place where you're, un, you're displeased and disappointed by them, all of that energy keeps you connected to them. Mm-hmm. So when a person says, how do I break soul ties with, with, my, with um, someone who I have a child with, the place of what we have to look at where they are. How are you interacting with them? And this is one of the place I need for you. Yes, ma'am. When somebody asks us, how do you break a soul tie with somebody you have children with? Mm-hmm. Our response, and I, I think my question always is to someone, okay, are you trying to break a soul tie because you're just trying to be rid of them? Or are you trying to break a soul tie even though you're still not over them? You know what I mean? Because like when you try to co-parent with them, mm-hmm. breaking a soul tie, it wouldn't be a question if you still did not love them. It wouldn't be a question if you still did not have feelings for them. And so from there, it becomes just, okay, well, I'm going to just do what I got to do for my child and you be that over there and you're going to do what you're going to do. Right. But when it's a question... There's an automatic knee-jerk response from us that says, okay, you want to know how to break it. And this is a question because you're still deeply intertwined into relationship with them some way or another. Yes, yes, absolutely. You're still affected on a deeper level. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Here's something that you have to know, something that you have to understand, that even through this consistent trying, consistently trying to correct them, Keeps you connected to them. Mm-hmm. We got that point out the way. It also makes you toxic. You also become a toxic person. Mm-hmm. You become toxic to have a relationship with because what you're, you become toxic around family and friends. You become toxic in your conversation. You become, become toxic in your attitude. What happens is male or female. Mm-hmm. What happens is, is that this brewing thing is inside of you right. and it's connected still to them yes and because it's brewing inside of you and it's still connected to them you utilize that connection or that connection is utilized to keep you in a very bad toxic disposition mm. so you start out with trying to force them um, you go into constantly arguing with them it keeps you angry upset and stressed um, then suddenly you become a little bit you can become a little bit manipulative even using the child to try to manipulate them um you you then after all that doesn't work you start getting nosy and what they're doing or what they're trying to do you start getting competitive to what they're doing and what they're trying to do then suddenly either you're still trying to manipulate or now you're vulnerable to their manipulation to you and what that does is it puts you from breakup to i want to get rid of them 
to they need to do this to what are they doing and who are they doing it with and why isn't it with me and now you're in a place where yes. you might even compromise your position to be with them in order to have that level of control over them does that make sense amen church okay so go ahead no you 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 finna go to number two no 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 i just want to we have we we introduced the problem so i want to make sure we give them a solution okay go okay so the idea is what you want to do is you want to stop needing to control them hmm. you want to but you want to stop needing to control you troll them it doesn't matter what the reason now this is the thing mm-hmm they weren't going to do what you, they weren't going to be what you needed while you were with them. That's not why you're not with them. So you have to have that reality check, that honest expectation of who they are and understand that they won't do what you need. And you can't um, um, look in on them and follow them and all those different type things. You have to be honest with who they are. You got to be honest with where you are and you got to follow suit. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I think being honest with where you are is key mm -hmm. because being honest with where you are gives you the ability to take the next necessary actions after that. Um, honest with where you are says, you know what, after you hear this today, just know that if this is you, you no longer have an excuse. Okay. But when you get to a place where you want to try to force them to be something that you know they're not going to be or that they're at least not going to be right now, make the decision that if you're not going to, if you can't force them, you either, number one, you're going to leave them alone and allow them to be who they're going to be, or number two, you're going to consult the legal system in order to have them force them to do it. Because as long as you're in the middle of it, as long as you're trying to force that, you are always going to stay connected. Absolutely. So if, if you are, are threatening to just take them to court and take, sue them for child support and all that, stop threatening them and make the decision that you are done. Because I think that's the very first thing is that if you want to break these ties with toxic people, even if they are the parent of your child, then you have to break the tie by first saying I'm done and you have to be done. And then from there you have to allow whatever measures to come into place to help you do what you need to do for your child. You can't do it anymore. Absolutely. Now that's the first one. That's the first one I need for you. The second one is my child needs. This is a little bit different. It's a little bit tweaked. It sounds like it's similar, but it's really a little bit different. This is the one that breaks my heart a little bit more. Because what you have is you have a parent who is child-driven only. Right. And they don't care about the ex. They don't want to have nothing to do with the ex. They, are, they have their boundaries set. They have everything set up. But they're child-driven. And so what happens is, is that they have an expectation of what their child's childhood should be like. And they know what role that in that expectation has a role for that other parent even though they're not together and so what happens is is that that drive drives mm. them to to look to forcing the other parent to be what they need to be for that child so right. this is a little bit more acute a little it's a little bit more focused with dealing with that child alone and no personal interest is there 
Does that make sense? Yeah. So the child becomes the front man <laughs> yeah. for yeah. the animosity. And it doesn't. And I think that's the hardest thing about trying to co-parent where you're trying to split up from someone is because it doesn't start off as animosity. It doesn't start off as I just want to maliciously try to get you to do this or control you. Somebody even said entrapment in here. I don't, right. I don't think. It, yes. I don't think it begins in the the intent of entrapment i think what happens is the more we see that that person rejects the child or doing for the child Mm -hmm. we take it personally as if they are rejecting or further rejecting us and i think that's the hardest thing to to look at well in this case it's it's a further rejecting of us but they really don't like to see that child hurt yeah they're not really they're so focused on a child and here's where the vulnerabilities are here like previously it's you know i want control the vulnerabilities are here is i don't want control i just want my child happy i want my child to know that they have their parent i want my child to know that they have their um um, who they need when right, they need right. them. Now, watch this. What this can, if you're in this situation, what this does is it puts you in a particular vulnerability where you are willing to accommodate that other person in order for them to be what they need to be for your child. You'll try to accommodate them financially. You'll try to accommodate them sexually. You'll try to accommodate whatever they need because they're shooting all kinds of game. They're using all kind of manipulation on you and you're trying to accommodate that just so that they'll be there and that makes you vulnerable to staying connected and being like someone said trapped being held hostage by your desire for your child to have a better childhood that makes sense that's what i was going to ask you like would you say that it's from the standpoint of somebody who's really on a mission to give their child even if we can't be together i'm on a mission to give my child what essentially I know my child deserves in the form of a parent. Absolutely. 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 And, and what this also does is puts you in the first, uh, personal um, vulnerability of emotional distress. Because what happens is that you realize, I mean, you don't want to have nothing to do with that person right. no more. And you look at yourself and you say, I failed my child. I'm a failure. And you take the brunt of that and the accountability for that. Yes. And that can drive you to a level of sadness and depression. And you will never be the same because you are basically taking the accountability for what somebody else's responsibility. Yes, Lord. Somebody said, oh, somebody asked a question. Mm-hmm. What's the question? So what if the father won't have anything to do with the child unless you're calling him or taking the child to see them? That's manipulation. What that does is it creates an event where that person, where you have to reach out to him. You're, yeah. That, that you don't want to do. And you don't have to do. What you do, it, we'll, we'll, we'll go through this a little bit later. Some of the, the main answers, some of the to-do yeah. answers for this, um, the technical stuff. But just to answer you really quickly mm-hmm. and directly, what you want to do is you want to set up a standard. You want to set a standard, have him agree to it, and then expect him not to um, expect him not him not to adhere to it um, because he doesn't want to unless he has your attention. And then watch what happens. I almost can guarantee you that as soon as you stop trying to force them to be the father, as soon as you stop trying to re- having to remind them to you know that you're going to drop them off or force them to take the child, they'll start wondering like, okay, well. 
what's going on? What else got her attention? Absolutely. Why isn't she reaching out to me? Hey, I want to see my son. I want to see my daughter, whatever it is. Because all of a sudden, once they realize they no longer can control you where you are, all of a sudden, they'll wake right back up. Right. You want to be careful because we know that your intention is fantastic. Your intention is credible. Your intention is to make sure your child has what you think your child should have. Yeah. However, I want to say this to you. It's a hard truth, but I have to say it to you in love. That is not the circumstance. It is not your responsibility to make them parent the way you want them to parent. That's number one. Mm. Number two, um, your child can and still will have a wonderful childhood without their mess. Yes. You don't have to make them do that or be that. And I'm not saying because children get through it or because 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 you're there. Yes. That's the reason why, because you have done and are willing to do any and everything. And what I want to do is I want you right now to take yourself off the table. You are not allowed to put yourself on the bar as up as a bargaining chip in order to make your child happy. The reason why is because it never works out. You end up being used, abused, trapped. You end up being held hostage emotionally, physically, yeah. mentally. You end up in a place where, mm. and I don't want to say this, Come you on. end up in a place where you're so messed up and distraught trying to do something good for your child where you put your child in a bad atmosphere and that child sees that demonstrated and they learn how to treat or be treated. They mm. learn what is supposed to happen. They understand and see your struggle. So they learn that that struggle is the norm. That's not what you want. That is not what you want. Children are resilient, yes, but they're also very impressionable. And they're watching yes. how you handle this. And it is best to handle this the best you can without dealing with um, holding not without uh, taking on someone else's responsibility um, characteristically. You can't make that other person's character or you can't make that other person behave. You continue to be the best mom or dad that you are right now. Does that make sense? Yes. And just and you're not a failure. You're, you're, you're not. It, you're not. It happens. This happens. And the problem is, I'm so sorry, babe. The, it's okay. Because the, the, this is a hard one right here. Because it it's really putting the child first, but there's a hard, tough feeling of I messed up. Or I'm failing them. For my child. Yeah. And you are not a failure. Yes, there were some bad mistakes. We get that. There's some bad decisions. We get that. But what you do is you don't lay and waddle in it. You get up and say, this is where we are. Let's go. That's what you do. Just like you get up and say, this, was, this is what needs to be done for him, you get up and say, this is what needs to be done for me. I got to move forward. See, the one thing about the person in this position is that they're not really soul-tied. They're not really connected. Mm -hmm. what, they're, what they are is they're, con they, they are connected through that child. Right. And what they have to do or what you have to do if you're there is just actually let go. Because that other person on the other side of that, they'll get the picture. Trust me. Trust me. You can't hide their iniquity from your child. Yes. You can't overcompensate for their behavior. You can't that ch your children were listen, listen, we've all been there. We've been there. Mm -hmm. I've been there. 
And it's up to that person, that father or mother, usually it's the father, and that's what we have going on in here in the conversation, right. in the room. But you can't, there comes a time where that child will seek answers for themselves. And in that process of seeking answers, they'll tell you, thank you for being there. You're not failing. You're actually doing a whole lot more than what you think you're doing. And, and on that, too, because they will seek answers. Mm -hmm. um, I know dealing with this stuff with my ex, I never gave my children a reason to hate their father. I never gave them any more of a reason to have to forgive him. Children growing up without an active parent in their lives will already have the responsibility of having to forgive them for not being there. Right. And so the, what you don't want to do through uh, trying to force, because they're watching, by trying to force that parent to be there and trying to force that parent to, to do right by them, they see that too. And so not only does that um, cause, give them more reason to have to forgive and fight through that forgiveness for their other parent on the other side, it also further makes them feel rejected by that parent because they're seeing that mommy's trying to force daddy to do this and daddy's saying no right. and then it's like okay well why doesn't daddy want me right. why doesn't daddy want anything to do with me why won't daddy do right by me and so when you consider how you want to make your child feel like he said the best thing you can do is be there for your child and not give them any more reason to have to fight through anything else dealing with that right. other parent right don't become toxic don't teach that child what to say or what to, how to how to envision i'm telling you parents Adults, all adults tell on themselves eventually, mm -hmm. trust me, to their children. They grow up. And, and, and they just have to have those honest conversations, even if the adult is being dishonest. And it's not easy. It's no, not it's not. Easy. No. And I think, you know, we can speak to it because our kids are, are pretty much almost grown now. Um, but it's not easy. It, it does take prayer. It does take maturity. But it, it does take a commitment, not just to your child, but to yourself, that you are not going to do that to yourself either. Absolutely. Someone asked, just real quick, uh -huh. just kind of, um, I think it, they might have missed a segue, but they asked, how do you know if you have a soul tie to someone? Are there signs? The, the basic sign is the inability to let go when you're trying to let go. And when you finally do let go, you, um, it, it's an emotional, uh, almost, it's an emotional angst. There, it, it changes you internally. It changes you mentally. It changes how you are. And you can't seem, it's like addiction. That's probably the best way. Yeah, when we're talking about it in the negative sense. Right, in the negative sense. Right, they're, they're, they're <laughs> I'm sorry. Soul ties are intimate connections that are supportive of relationship. When that relationship breaks, that bond becomes bondage and you can't let go. Yes. How's that sound? That's perfect. Thank there you. you. I'm going to need you to keep that in your Rolodex, like your, your mental Rolodex. So every time that question's asked, you say it just I like got, that. I got to. Minus the cough drop. <laughs> I was about to choke, babe. That's okay. Don't die. I love you. Okay. Okay. So now we got the child, child my child needs out the way. Finally. They won't leave me alone. This is the one that we usually deal with. Where you have an ex. Oh, bugger. Right. Where you have an ex that will not leave you alone. They will use the child as an opportunity to get in contact with you. They'll do whatever they can. And once they get in contact with you, their entire energy and focus and purpose is not on the child, but trying to figure out what you're doing, mm. where you've been, 
How are you? What's going on in your life? Who are you with? What's happening? All everything that they can to try to find an edgewise end. Does that yes. make sense? Uh-huh. And so what I want you to understand in this situation is not to be flattered by that. Okay. See, you got to understand that is <laughs> it's, it's, it's important, it, but they're trying to, um, you're trying to break a soul tie. You're trying to get rid of that connection. You're trying to get rid of that emotional connection that, that keeps pulling you back into the toxic behavior or toxic cycles. Right. Right. They're not right. Why would they want to? They are used to having influence over you on a consistent and habitual basis. They don't want to give that up. And when they feel it slipping, they don't want to let go. So you're fighting an uphill battle when it comes to trying to make them let go. Does that make sense? That's why you let go. Exactly. Listen, to a person who is toxic in this scenario, that child is nothing but a uh, bargaining chip or bait for whatever it is that they want to get out of you. In the very beginning, and I think the reason why he said don't get flattered by this, because in the very beginning, when that relationship ends, we're devastated. We do not want to have or to be a single parent. That is the last thing on our to-do list uh, as a grown-up is to be a single parent and connected to somebody. But what they do is, especially when you, it's fresh, they continue to keep you on a string. They continue, they'll continue to keep sleeping with you. They'll continue to just say, oh, I'm going to come by and see the baby. I'm going to come pick up the baby. When they drop off the baby, you mind if I stay for a little while? What you cooking? What, what's that smell? Now, you know, I used to love it when you, they'll keep you baited and keep the child in between the two of you in order to keep that control over you. Now, they don't care what they're doing out there outside of you. They still go, listen, we broken up. But in order to keep you where they need you to be, trust and believe that they are going to use that child as nothing but the middleman and the go-between to keep their control and their thumb right on top of you. Absolutely. Now, on the other side of that are those who are a little bit more aggressive and more toxic. Those are the ones who will shame you. Yes. Those are the ones who will guilt you. Oh, so you took the bite, so you won't let, your, uh, won't let the baby be with the father. Okay, I see how you are. Or you won't let the baby be with his mother i see how you are they they will manipulate you they will call your friends and family mm -hmm. they will do everything they can to break you down to oh you abandoned me they will make them they will make <laughs> they will make their current condition your responsibility they'll use the baby no you abandon us <laughs> exactly exactly oh you don't want a family now they basically the more aggressive kind on the negative end of it mm -hmm. the, the ones who are not trying to be suave and finesse their way in they're trying to bully their way past your desire to break it off yeah that's when it gets really dangerous mm -hmm. okay so let me go ahead and give you these quick steps to consider in each of these three scenarios. First of all, the first two scenarios you gotta let go. That's a decision that you have to make. It's gonna be hard, but you have to, okay? Mm -hmm. That's, it, it, it just is what it is. They are not your responsibility. You are not accountable for who they are or what they do or their behavior. Right, right. Okay, let that go and continue being the great parent that you are. And number one, these are the steps. So if anybody want to type them out, you can. Number one, draw boundaries. Draw boundaries. Draw them in marker. <laughs> Permanent. <laughs> Permanent marker, draw Sharpies. boundaries, do not cross. Right. Now, here's the thing. This is what you got to understand. We like boundaries because it keeps other people out. 
But we forgot that boundaries keep also keep us in. That's right. You're on the inside of that gate. They're on the outside of that gate. There, you're on the inside of the wall of your own city of peace, of your own Jerusalem. So they're on the outside of that wall. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, Lord. Once you open the gate and walk out, you are outside of your city of peace. You are outside of your place of peace. You are outside and you're into stress, distress, hurt, disappointment, and you are going to be ran through the ringer over and over again. You need boundaries, period, point blank. There is no exceptions. Okay. That's what's going to get you through that. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Number two, set up a consistent circumstance of how you interact with each other. What I mean by that is you need a standard order of visitation. Doesn't have to be legal. You can you can actually Google what it looks like legally, but you need something that is official or something that is standard, something that's agreed that 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 you both can understand or agree on. Standard order of co-parenting. Whatever the case may be, you it needs to be uh, it needs to be available so that you both know that this is what this is. Whenever we make an agreement, this is how this works. Okay, yes, ma'am. And and I know you say it doesn't have to be legal, but one way to it doesn't have to go through court, but you can make it legally binding. Yes, absolutely. If you have a bank account at any bank, they all have notaries there. Go to the bank, have them meet you at a bank, come up with a set of agreements that you both agree to, a list of things that you're going to agree to in terms of that child. And this is just step one. And one is going to make them feel like, oh, okay, she's just one step away from going to court. So that's going to make them think twice before they mess with you. But then. Or they're going to feel forced or pressured and then they might not even show up. They, they might feel forced or pressured and might not share, show up. But, but if you want to begin to test how they respect your boundaries. This is the number one thing. You can draw up that set of agreements, say, cool, you agree to this, let's go to the bank and at least get it notarized. That's it. At least get it notarized so it says that, listen, we are coming to an amicable, mutual agreement on how we're going to deal with this child. If they don't, then you understand that that person cannot be trusted to respect your boundaries. Absolutely. So number one, set up something that's normal. Set up something that's normal for... That, that you can call a norm that you agree to. Yeah. Now, number three, have a backup plan. Expect to be disappointed. Yes. Don't wait till they disappoint you and then get upset because that keeps you connected. Expect to be disappointed in them or to avert that disappointment. Basically, have a backup plan. Number one, never tell your, n never get your children's hopes high if you know that person is undependable. Listen, I never Don't told my kids when their daddy was coming. I did, I would get them ready and I would pack bags, but until old boy was outside my door knocking, guys, daddy's here. <laughs> that was it. I did not tell them until the very last minute because I didn't want to keep dealing with them. Number one, being disappointed, but number two, mommy, what time daddy coming? Mom and daddy here yet? Mom is daddy coming? Nope. I didn't tell him until he got to the door. Absolutely. And you have to do that. Though. Yeah. You have to do that because that protects your children from their inconsistency and keeps them from at least having that big, that big drop that day. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Because nothing hurts a parent like seeing the drop in the heart of their child. Yeah. Okay. So you want to prepare, have a backup plan. Number four. Have alternate ways of communication. Wait, pause. Yes. Because she said, when you do these things, just remember they will always try to manipulate. So stick to your boundaries. Yes. It's it, it, but, but it's true. The Shay is preaching. The Shay is preaching because they will. They'll, I'm okay. I'm showing up late, or they just don't show up at all. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The the idea is the idea is to 
elicit, is to cause you to call them to have it out. See, let me tell you something. Somebody who wants to manipulate you and keep you connected, they don't care how you cuss them out as long as you do. <laughs> they don't care. Exactly. They don't care what you say to them. I mean, you know, you, you talk to me crazy, it's going to get me riled up. But at the same time, you talk to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the meaning of that. So you want to make sure you just got to have a backup plan. You got to be planned and ready. Don't depend on them until they show, they display that they are dependable. Does that make sense? It does. Nothing. Listen, and then on speaking of just soul ties, nothing helps you get over a person more quicker than somebody more quicker. more quicker than somebody who is not doing right by your child. There is no okay. I said that's how it was for me. Like once I was done, part of that also came from seeing you and how you treated my children. Like period. I'm a mother first. I'm you know if we're not together, my first and foremost responsibility is a mother. Once I see that, once I see that you're not dependable, once I see that you can't be trusted, especially with my children's heart, let alone my heart, my children's heart. Oh man, it's a done deal. Let that let that help you heal, sister. More quicker. <laughs> More quicker. Let it- more quicker okay so number four alternative ways of communication what does that mean generally when you're tired of talking to them or you're tired of the back and forth and you're tired of them pulling that energy out of you yes you get a third party you can get a, a friend you can get um, a, a family member an older family member maybe a matriarch or patriarch someone who is at least respected a little bit or you can get a court mediator, mm-hmm. a court-appointed mediator, and you can have them be the go-between. Yes. This is what we're going to do. Listen, I know it sounds like a lot of work. I know it may even sound childish, but these are the things that that's necessary in order to keep you in your city of peace. These are the things that are necessary in, the, in order to keep you in your Jerusalem. Does that make sense? Yes, Lord. Okay. And finally, finally, two words that nobody likes law enforcement (laughs) nobody likes to use law enforcement because nobody likes to get somebody else in trouble no we don't like we don't want to to look the bad guy right see here's the thing we don't like we don't like to get someone else in trouble we don't want to have our children disappointed by seeing by knowing that their parent is in trouble in that way and trust me the other parent was, your mama called the police on me. You know, oh, things yeah. that, you oh, know, yeah. you know that's gonna happen, right? Yeah. So, but you have to settle in your spirit, settle in your soul. Just be practical about this. This is it. it, it you don't know them like you think you do, mm. and you will need a source of security that you can depend on, and that you're kind of paying for it through your taxes. Yeah. You need someone to protect you and to support a temporary order, uh, a restraining order or a protective order or whatever the case may be. You need someone to actually give you physical borders. Be- I can't tell you how many stories we've, we've read, yes. we've combed through, we know of where people who said they won't hurt me. Mm-hmm. nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be there, there there are the petty stories was like oh god he won't leave me alone but i can't right. do that to him right but then there's the other ones that that and tragically you need to support your borders and you need to be willing to use law enforcement to do it 
Does it make, make sense? I don't know oh, yeah. any other way to say it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What you cannot do, the legal system can. No matter how yes. minor it is. Absolutely. So it, it can be anything from um, going, just meeting at a local fire department or police station to exchange ch children, or it could be from, um, again, going to court and making sure your boundaries are enforced legally. But at any point in time that you feel like... Uh, that you need to force somebody to do something. We all think twice before you think you have to force someone to do anything. There is always going to be a better way. There's always going to be a safer way. There's always going to be a way that reserves your sanity to get things done and get things done right by your child. Understand that you're trying to not only break away from them, but you're trying to establish an environment and atmosphere that is non-toxic, safe for your child, and safe for you so that you can go ahead and break these ties. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, there are so many people that we have to kind of push away. Who, 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 they, want a, they want a secret answer. They want a magic button. They want something that's going to say, how can I get rid of all this? Can I click my heel three times? Can and I we're click like, my heel? Like, no, you can walk down the road of the wilderness. That's where you can go. You can walk with us, but you can't. There's no easy way around this. This is not an easy thing. It's not no easy answers. It's a lot of tears behind it. But on the other side of it, I'm telling you, a child with a stable environment, regardless of who is in that environment, is a, it, it, it is a child who's safe and safe-minded. Absolutely. Safe okay. There is no better way to even begin the process of trying to co-parent with an ex than to do it with your emotions removed from it. And we cannot do that if you are still tied and bound to someone that is not going to love you the way that you deserve. Absolutely. Niche said this. Hold on. Niche Finney, she said, live life as if they're not even there. My son's father is a consistent surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That was funny. Because it's a surprise. But, but it's, it's true. the truth. Yeah. It's the truth. It has to be that way, unfortunately. And and I tell you what, if you if, if there's a divorce there, I'll add this too. If there's a divorce there, many counties um have mandatory parenting, parenting classes. classes. Yes. I was I forgot to say that. Go. Just go. But people, like, they mandatory, but you go, but you nobody really listens or pays attention in the mandatory parenting classes because it's like, I'm going to sit here because I got to because I want to be rid of you. But the other side of that is you're still mad. And if you're still mad, there's no way that you're going to listen to that and do any of that. How many people have we spoken to who mm -hmm. said they've been through those parenting classes and went through a divorce? And I'd be like, yeah, they told us that in that parenting class. Yeah, you know, we took that parenting class. They told us to do that too. Why aren't you listening? Because I can't stand them. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Right. Because you got to understand the conductor of that class is actually someone who works in the field and their children are their primary. The safety of the children is their primary responsibility and they want to make sure you get it. Right. Okay. Right. At least one of y'all got to get it. All right. Does that make sense? And if you're here, we praying it's you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So make sure you go to those if there's a divorce in there. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us, leaving a review, and sharing. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. 
If this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom, visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com. If you have questions that you'd like us to answer live, please visit us on Facebook or Instagram and Twitter at Ask the Martins. Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.